The views expressed on this program are solely those of the speaker and do not reflect the views and opinions of Centennial Securities. Be reminded that this podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Happy Friday! Welcome to the Weekly Investment Podcast, where we discuss the week's must-know investment news and how it affects your money. I am your host, Walter. This week, we discuss corporate cash, interest rates in Europe, and stock buybacks. It's been another exciting week in the investment world, so let's crack right into the news. Cash is king. As the old saying in finance goes, this week, U.S. equity strategist at Barclays, a famous U.K. bank, highlighted companies in the S&P 500 with the best cash buffers to ride out any economic slowdown. Corporations, as well as individuals, have been spending down cash accumulated during the pandemic, excluding financial companies. S&P 500 companies now have cash assets equal to pre-pandemic levels. Stock buybacks, which we will discuss later in this episode, is where the bulk of the cash is going. But higher inflation and the costs associated with it are also affecting cash levels at corporations. The reduction in corporate cash caught Barclays a little by surprise, and the bank said that if the decline continues at the current pace, that would imply, quote, tighter financial conditions will be even more of a headwind than we have previously assumed, end quote. This means that companies with low cash levels will find it harder during an economic downturn. Of the companies Barclays projects to have the most cash on hand by the end of 2022, the top five are Vertex Pharmaceuticals, Las Vegas Sands, Insight, Activision Blizzard, and Live Nation Entertainment. Barclays expects Equifax, Martin Marietta Materials, Akamai Technologies, Quantum Services, and Lowe's to struggle with cash levels by the end of the year if financial conditions tighten. The European Central Bank commented on their rate strategy this week in response to record inflation in the Eurozone. The ECB is Europe's equivalent to the Federal Reserve and, like the Fed, sets interest rates and buys bonds to impact interest rates. The ECB confirmed on Thursday that it will end a long-running bond-buying program on July 1st and signaled that interest rate hikes are possible, also starting in July. The ECB hasn't increased interest rates since 2011, and the deposit rate in Europe is a negative 0.5%. That means investors currently pay 
the bank's half a percentage point, to keep their money on deposit, a strategy implemented to encourage spending and economic activity. The ECB said inflation has, quote, broadened and intensified, with prices for many goods and services increasing strongly, end quote. They continued on the inflation line by saying that it will remain, quote, undesirably elevated for some time, end quote. Rates, as we mentioned, could start going up as early as July. And ECB President Christine Lagarde argued that a gradual approach to increasing rates was warranted, given a high degree of economic uncertainty. Makes sense. They don't want to rock the boat too much while there is still much, uh, so much uncertainty in the economy. However, Christine Lagarde also said that the ECB would deliver a half a point increase if inflation expectations change, meaning that they get worse and by a reaction they have to increase rates even more than expected. Now, analysts are divided on the impact of rates going up in Europe. From my point of view, what is critical is how quickly rates have to increase to combat inflation and if they have to go up in an unexpected manner. The ECB stated they want a gradual increase, but higher energy prices and inconsistent supply chains may force a faster than anticipated rate policy. Unexpected rate increases would be troublesome for Europe and European stocks. So far, ECB leaders have said that they won't wait too long to act. A direct shot across the bow on the Fed's perceived slow reaction to inflation. Let's see if the European Central Bank's timing is any better. Recall that dividends are a common way for a company to return profit to shareholders, but stock buybacks are another way to spend cash and are very popular. In fact, companies are repurchasing their own stock at a record pace, with firms in the S&P 500 buying $238 billion worth of their own shares, through the first two months of 2022, according to Goldman Sachs. Goldman analysts recently raised their 2022 forecast for buybacks to a record $1 trillion. That would represent a 12% increase from 2021. A stock buyback is when a public company uses its available cash to buy shares of its own stock. A company may do this to return money to shareholders that it doesn't need to fund operations or other investments. The effect of a stock buyback is to reduce the number of outstanding shares on the market. This increases the ownership stake of the shareholders. A company might buy back shares because management believes that its stock is cheap. And the goal of reducing the number of outstanding shares is to increase a stock's price. Are share buybacks good or bad? As is so often the case in finance, the answer is it depends. Buybacks reduce the number of shares outstanding, which can affect the company 
and its investors in different ways. A share decrease boosts certain financial ratios, which are used by analysts to evaluate a company and its stock. For example, increased earnings per share and a lower price-to-earnings ratio, both outcomes from buybacks, make a company's stock look more attractive. Even though economic factors haven't changed, just a lower number of outstanding shares. Repurchases can also boost investor sentiment by suggesting executives are optimistic about their company's prospects. So, buybacks are a short-term strategy to increase a stock's price, which is good for shareholders. Ideally, there is some balance between short-term buybacks and longer-term investments in operations. Eventually, those longer-term investments will grow the business and benefit shareholders through means other than financial engineering. Join us next week when we discuss jobs. Tune in next Friday for that and much, much more. Thank you for listening, and please have a nice weekend when you get there. Talk to you next week.